I'm Mario Munoz reporting for the Rio Grande Guardian International News Service. Congressman Vicente Gonzalez says that immigrants traveling to the United States from South America could be processed at the southern border of Mexico to try to curtail cartel involvement. What I envision is having a processing center for migrants that are making this very treacherous trip from Central America in southern Mexico or on the border on the Guatemalan side where people can show up in a very humane first class facility like what we have now here or even better and process there and and if they qualify for asylum they can come to the country and and this is in safe zones where we can guarantee their security of what they're running from and what they're worried about where we can guarantee their security that they're going to be able to do something and process their documents safely if they qualify they can just get on an airplane and fly in and save them this 2,000 mile trek where many people lose their lives where women are raped and certainly where family members that are living in the U.S. are extorted billions of dollars we calculated just this year that billions of dollars have gone to cartels uh, that who are making this this trip uh, that are bringing these migrants to our southern border. So we need to be responsible. We need to have ideas. And and what I'm saying is a framework of ideas. We need to continue to work and tweak it and, and do what's right. Congressman Gonzalez spearheaded the creation of the bipartisan Problem Solvers Caucus to address the immigration issue in a bipartisan manner. I could not be more proud than to be part of this group, the Problem Solvers Caucus, members of both parties members of the American public that really are here to do the right thing and try to find solutions. As you know, and as you've heard me in the past, I've been advocating to move operations to the southern border of Mexico or the northern border of of Guatemala, where we can have a humane first-class facility. This is just one idea of many, and we could do what we're doing here in a place where it would take the pressure off our border. We can treat migrants humanely and not force them to make this 2,000 mile trek that has only enriched cartels and put children and women in danger and extorted family members that live on this side of the border. We will continue working to do the job that we were hired to do and to do what's right for the American people and uh, I can't thank you enough for showing up. I want to pass uh, pass this on to other members of Congress of this delegation, bipartisan delegation. Thank you so much. First, we're going to, I'm going to turn it over to Brian Fitzpatrick, uh, who's going to speak, and then we're going to get everyone a chance to introduce themselves so everyone knows who's up here. I'm going to bring in Brian Fitzpatrick, who's the vice, who's uh, the co-chair of the Problem Solvers Caucus, the Republican co-chair from Pennsylvania. Thanks, Josh. Um, so, for all of you who are not familiar with our caucus. Um, 29 Democrats, 29 Republicans, 58 members <clears throat> who uh, basically reject the Hatfield versus McCoy brand of politics that has resulted in gridlock on issues across the board, um, including this issue. And, you know, what all of us saw today, I mean, we keep politics out of this. We are about two things. We're about identifying problems and solving problems. So we're not going to be show horses. We're going to be workhorses. We're going to go behind the, uh, the scenes. We're going to roll up our sleeves and do the work in a bipartisan fashion, respecting each other's opinions, uh, learning from each other, to figure out how we can best solve the situation we're facing right now. Uh, and that's what we're going to do. Um, we don't you know, con- you know, attack any political party at all. Uh, we care about fixing the problem, and that's what we're going to do. So I just want to thank all my colleagues here. Again, bipartisan delegation, that's the message we need to be sending, because everybody cares about uh, with certain American ideals very much at stake that we're going to make sure we accomplish. Thanks, Josh.
Uh, before I bring up Young Kim uh, from California, I just want to make two points. Brian, I uh, think, really highlighted, and Vincente, thank you so much for having us here. I'm just very, very grateful to you. Thank you for being here. Um, you, you provided us with an excellent overview. I think we all walk away knowing more, having better facts. And as Brian said, 29 Democrats, 29 Republicans, the Problem Solvers Caucus, our goal is not to fight. We didn't have a single fight on this trip. We actually just put our heads together every single minute of it to find where we could come to a solution. And this is a problem that needs to be solved. It's not going away. We saw that ourselves firsthand, just what's happening in terms of, of, of just day in and day out, how the cartel is, is people are paying thousands and thousands of dollars to bring children and families. We saw children, unaccompanied uh, minors today. Uh, uh, there was probably a three-year-old hugging us and, and just with no, no parent just was, was dropped off by the cartel here. We've got to help solve this problem. And that's what we're going to focus on as the caucus together. And that's what we're focused on is finding an answer here. We've got to give law enforcement, both local and border patrol, we've got to give them help. They're just over, it's overwhelming. There's just too much right now. So we've got to give them the support they need. We've got to figure out a long-term answer. And that's when we get back to Washington, what our focus is going to be. And now I'm very honored to introduce young Kim from California, who's going to uh, offer up her thoughts. Thank you. Okay. Thank you, Chairman. Hi, I'm Young Kim. I represent California's 39th Congressional District. I toured the California-Mexico uh, border during the uh, district-wide period, and now I'm joining my colleagues on both sides of the aisle in a very first, probably the only bipartisan tour to the border. And after touring the uh, Texas border, it is clear to all of us what we're seeing and witnessing on our southern borders is a crisis. We're, we're seeing the uh, humanitarian crisis. We're seeing public health crisis. We have a border security and national security crisis. These have to be addressed in a bipartisan way to try to find a common ground solutions. That's why I'm so thrilled to join my colleagues here. I can't wait to get back to Washington, D.C. to put our heads together, put our ideas together to find that common solution. And it affects not just the uh, southern borders here. It affects all of us in all of our districts from all across the country because these migrants, after they're released from here, they will be released into all of our communities across our countries and it will affect every, every one of us in every single way. So I can't wait to find that common ground and I'm looking forward to working closely with you. And I wanna thank you all for being here. Uh, we've seen the, the stretched resources at the border and the Catholic charities. I want to thank the sister that and her organization that is doing a wonderful job. And I want to thank the, uh, the border patrol officers, CBP officers, HHS. There are so many people involved doing this. We just got out of that, uh, uh, the river tour. They, we just went around the 51 miles they tour every single day around the clock, and this is part of the 1,200 miles. There's a lot going on at the border, and we need to fix this problem that is continuing. Thank you so much for having me, and I can't wait to have that conversation with all of you when we get back. Thank you. Thanks. Now, very happy to bring up Tom Swazi, who's vice chair of the Problem Solvers Caucus from New York. Thank you, Josh. Uh, I'm a Democrat from New York. Uh, you've heard from Republicans. You're going to hear from more Democrats and Republicans. And that's the big message we're talking about here today. We need to solve this problem in a bipartisan way. 
first want to thank Vincente for bringing us here and helping to organize. We got a really bird's eye view of everything going on down here. And we're very, very grateful to him for setting it up. I think there's some big messages of what we saw today. Number one is that the local officials are doing a fantastic job. We talked to mayors, we talked to sheriffs, we talked to constables, we talked to local officials and their staffs about what they're doing. We talked to local not-for-profits, we talked to local business people. They're really dealing with this as best they possibly can at the local level, and we want to thank them. Second, we want to thank all of the law enforcement, from our federal officials who do such an amazing job dealing with this, to the state officials, to the local officials, all doing the very best they can in very difficult circumstances. Uh, third is that we saw a lot of children and a lot of families and a lot of people being exploited by the cartels, as Josh mentioned, and the coyotes, and people that are making a lot of money off of this misery and trying to take advantage of the policies that have been in place. Young Kim talked about the crisis, okay? This has been going on for 30 years. I was the mayor of my hometown in 1994, and I was dealing with newcomers from Central and South America in 1994, day workers gathering on the street corner from Central and South America. The federal government, what we all work for, has failed to address this problem for 30 years. And what we've said is that we can't just rely upon our parties to do this. We have to get together as elected officials from across party lines to find common ground to try and find a solution to the problems that happen here. There's too much misery. There's too much unhappiness. There's too many people gaming the system and, and exploiting families, exploiting the government, and exploiting all of us to try and make a profit. So uh, thank you again, Vincente, for getting us down here. Thanks to all my colleagues for the great work that they do. Excellent. Uh, again, Democrats and Republicans here to solve a problem, as you're seeing. And so I'm going to bring up now Republican Dan Muser from Pennsylvania. Thanks so much, Dan. Thanks, Josh. Thank, thanks, thanks, all. Um, yeah, hey, this is my second trip here to the border uh, with the Problem Solvers Caucus. It's terrific uh, witnessing and hearing the, the, um, the reality of the situation on a bipartisan basis. Uh, we, we hear the same things. We come away very often with the same conclusions and the same commitments to, to do something about it. And, and, and I think we will. Uh, today, um, we, we saw some, some sad situations, uh, some very young children, their moms, a, a, a dad is, uh, was crying. Um, and so you got to have compassion for, for this situation. On, on the same note, we hear from the CBP and the law enforcement that if we create an incentive, uh, simply, simply more will come or, or, or easy access to, uh, to, our, to our country. So we, uh, we've got to come up with the right plan uh, that, that first uh, uh, does what is required as a, as, as a nation with borders, uh, but also a nation that's, that's very uh, compassionate. So we need consistent communication. That's number one. That's why it's great having Republicans and Democrats here. Uh, so we're sending the right message. Uh, we, we also need cooperation from the, from the Northern Triangle and, and Mexico. That needs to be accomplished. We, we, we need a commitment and, and then together see it through. And we need Congress to act. This is a humanitarian crisis and it's time to act. And as we were just talking about before, if you're not part of the solution, you're part of the problem, we're going to be part of the solution at, at Problem Solvers Caucus. So Excellent. thanks. Dan, talking about tough borders and living up to our values, and speaking of going a, a really long way to live up to our values, coming from Hawaii, Ed Case. <clears throat> Aloha first. Um, I'm Ed Case. I represent Hawaii, a long, long way away from where we are here today in the Rio Grande Valley. 
a long way away from the border behind us. But my constituents believe, as do the vast majority of Americans, that number one, we want a good, solid, strong immigration system that will continue to advance our country, but that number two, this immigration system is broken, is in crisis, and needs to be fixed. And what we cannot afford when we are dealing with a big, huge, multifaceted crisis is to make it purely partisan baseball. This is, as we've said and heard many times, not a Republican, not a Democratic solution. It's a solution uh, that needs to bring all Americans together. And we cannot afford to be in this situation any longer where immigration reform is basically whiplash back and forth between the two parties in Washington, D.C., or between whatever administration or majority comes in. So in many ways, we need to take this critical issue back for the American people and find those safe places to discuss hard problems and to find solutions. And that's why I'm here today. I'm so happy to be with my colleagues here today. Uh, this is um, very, very constructive from my perspective uh, to really solve one of our biggest and most intractable problems. Mahalo. Good job. Now from the state of California, the great Jimmy Panetta. Great state. Uh, good afternoon, everyone. Uh, Jimmy Panetta from the Central Coast of California, representing 20, uh, California's 20th Congressional District. Um, thanks to all of you for being here, for highlighting this and highlighting our efforts in this, what I would call an evidence-gathering mission. Uh, I'm a former prosecutor, and I knew that I just never could just stand up in court, in court and make my case. I had to have evidence to prove it. What we had today is gathering of evidence to make sure that we can go back to Washington, D.C., and put forth the right policy in order to solve this problem. I've been to the border, this is my fifth trip to the border now, and I've come away with the same conclusion each time. And it is that we need to have short-term solutions in dealing with the border, but long-term solutions, looking beyond the border, looking into the other countries, making sure that they play as well, that they help out as well. Look, I think uh, you've heard all of us today, and obviously we all understand that you know we're not gonna solve this overnight, we're not gonna solve this in the next month, but you're seeing Democrats and Republicans here today willing to solve this. In my limited time in Congress, I gotta tell you, immigration is the most politically complex and policy complicated issue that I have dealt with. But it takes efforts like this to actually come here, see what's going on, to go back to Washington, D.C. and work together. Look, I think what we saw today reminds us that yes, yes, we are a nation of laws, we know that, but we're also a nation of immigrants and therefore we are a nation of risk takers, people willing to take risks to come to this country. That's why it's up to us in Congress to take risks to solve this problem and that's what we plan on doing. Thank you. Excellent, good job, Jimmy. Thanks, Jimmy. Uh, and now to, uh, I think, to, to close us out before we turn it over back to Vincente Gonzalez, Coming from Pennsylvania, uh, a former law enforcement prosecutor and somebody who served our military, also a great American, Connor Lamb. I think being from somewhere that's further from the border, uh, before I came, uh, I think like a lot of you, I was used to seeing in the news kind of a trade-off between compassion for the people that are coming and the terrible suffering that they've gone through and enforcement of the law and strengthening of the border. And, and what struck me being here was every single law enforcement member that we got to talk to from I think five or six different agencies that took care of us, every single one of them was filled with compassion for these people and what they're going through. And they have told us a lot in these last couple of days about how smarter border security 
stricter measures, stronger measures that come from the locals themselves, from the solutions that they come up with, uh, are actually compassionate toward many of the people that are coming here because it helps take away the incentive for the cartels to go and recruit them and bring them the entire 2,000 miles north to Mexico, which is not to say that the solution is easy, uh, but I think it creates a space for Republicans and Democrats in Washington, D.C. to work together uh, if we would just listen to the local people here a little bit more. And that's one of the things we're going to try to accomplish when we get back. Thank you. I'm, I'm going to turn it back to Vincente, but I want to make one point that today we were at, at with the customs officers at one of the facilities taking us to law enforcement is working incredibly hard. They turned to us and said, you have to understand that we wouldn't have vaccines. We wouldn't have these resources. We wouldn't be able every day if it wasn't for the congressman here, Vicente Gonzalez. They brought that up to us. I think that's just a testament to just the incredible leadership you've done in this area and that you bring to your job every day. Thank you. Thanks again for having us. Thank you. Thank you so much. And as I said, you know, I couldn't be more proud than to be here with this bipartisan group. When I first came to the Congress and when I first elected, I promised South Texas that I would always work across the aisle and I would have friends on both sides and work together. And, and uh, that's the what I'm continuing to do uh, for my district, and I will continue to do that. We have a, an issue here, a problem. Uh, you can label it whatever you want, but it's an American problem. It's not a Democratic or Republican problem. It doesn't belong to one administration or the other. It's an American issue where we need to come together to solve it. We need to make tough decisions. Sometimes we have to take tough votes, but great things are done when you take tough, make tough decisions to get them done. And, and they may be politically risky at times, but we have to do what's right for our districts and for the American people. And uh, I wanna thank you all for being here and, and thank you for coming and, and meeting with us uh, en Español. Este, le quiero dar las gracias a todos por estar aquí. Obviamente vengo con un grupo de políticos de alrededor del país, demócratas y republicanos de una manera bipartidista para tratar de buscar soluciones, ¿no? conseguir puntos políticos o apuntar dedos, llegamos a buscar soluciones, qué podemos hacer para mejorar el problema, qué podemos hacer para hacer las mismas facilidades que tenemos aquí en nuestra frontera para tratar a nuestros migrantes al amor en el sur de México o en el norte de Guatemala de una manera humana para no forzar a los inmigrantes que hagan este viaje de dos mil millas y al mismo tiempo hacer las inversiones apropiadas en esos países para crear ambiente que no uh, incentive a la gente a migrar. And uh, with that, I will turn it over to any questions you may have. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead, let's keep trying. Mira, yo no sé los detalles de lo que está pasando en San Antonio, en ese lugar. Lo que nosotros hemos visitado son las facilidades a, a los lugares aquí, alrededor de la frontera, el río, donde está cruzando la gente, las razones que están cruzando y tratar de llegar a, a soluciones para prevenir esos viajes tan peligrosos. Sí, yes, sir. Pues obviamente lo que más me sorprende es traer gente de alrededor del país que todavía no entiende bien y, y aprendieron tanto estando aquí, viendo personalmente los problemas, hablando con los migrantes, hablando con el departamento uh, de, de patrulla fronteriza, hablando con el departamento de, de los uh, policías del estado, con el sheriff local, con los alcaldes. Fue una, 
una este, visita muy, muy de, con mucho detalle, hablaron con mucha gente, aprendieron bastante, no vinieron a hacer puntos políticos o a apuntar dedos, vinieron a tratar de llegar a soluciones y por eso estamos aquí. Pues la solución inmediata es que ahorita tenemos 10 miembros del Congreso que regresan mañana a Washington con ideas nuevas, con información nueva, con este, planes de, de poder eh, juntar a los dos partidos para llegar a una solución por algo que tenemos 30 o 40 años de estar este, negociando en nuestra frontera. Okay. Yes. So, you know, ideas is the first step to any Well, we're a bipartisan group. Uh, we have, we're in committees across the Congress. We have relationships uh, with the speaker and leadership on both sides and relationships with the administration. And we think to be able to have a real solution, it's something that needs to be done in a bipartisan way. Uh, we need to get our heads together and, and put our, our political sides uh, aside and, and do what, what's right. And I always said uh, when I was running, I wish we didn't have to wear in Washington and in politics, I wish we didn't have to wear a D or an R in our lapel. I wish we could wear just an A for American and do what's right for our country. And this group that's here with me, that's what they're here for. They're here to do what's right for our country, to come up with solutions. We've seen uh, other delegations come down here to point fingers or criticize, not only in this administration, but prior administrations. And we need to get past that and we need to find solutions for the American people. <laughs> Well, I think the primary vulnerability is not here. It's in Central America where people are, are going through very difficult, uh, both in, in times in terms of food security, insecurity, uh, job security, the, uh, just national security, and people are under living under dangerous conditions, and they're, and, and they're not only poverty, but extreme poverty, which is incentivizing them to make this very dangerous trip. So I think everybody has a good grasp of that. We have ideas, and, and we're, we're trying to mold something that works for everyone. Let me say one thing. Yeah. I just want to say regarding your question about the influence of this group, I mean, you all know from being in reporting that the Democratic majority in the House is very, very narrow right now. Right. And in the Senate, it's 50-50. So if we're going to get anything done that's for real, it's going to require bipartisan cooperation. If we've got 28 Democrats and 28 Republicans working together, we can be a very influential group, certainly in the House, and we have colleagues in the Senate as well that want to work together with us to try and find common ground solutions. So that's a very important point to make. A very important point also to make is that there have been some big changes, okay? There's been changes in policy by this administration. There's been changes in policy by the uh, country of Mexico and specific states within Mexico. There have been court cases that have happened. And in all these different instances, the coyotes and the cartels are taking advantage of that and the changes that have taken place and that there's so much going on and they're trying to capitalize it, on it by trying to make more money by bringing people over here while things are unsettled right now. So we've got to say, stop with all the point, pointing fingers. Let's work together and try and figure out how to solve this very complicated problem. You can't solve complicated problems in an environment of anger and fear. You need to have people who are going to sit down, talk to each other, who might disagree with each other. Plenty of proud Republicans and proud Democrats here. Let's sit down. We know we want to do the right thing. Let's find common ground to try and solve this together. Can I pop in here? I just want to chime in and echo what Tom said. As, as the Republican leader, the, the problem solvers... Um, our whole goal is to get to yes. How do we get to yes? How do we not allow the perfect to be the enemy of the good? We believe that we'd rather have 75, 80% of something than 100% of nothing. Um, we can't allow these, you know, insistence that if you don't get everything you want, you're going to take your marbles and go home. That's not how any relationship in our lives work. That's not how government should work. 
And because government has worked that way for so long, both parties have been responsible for it. For as Tom said, decades, we're seeing the suffering and the insecurity on our border that we're seeing right now. We have the capability to fix it. We are very resolved, I can tell you that. See? La, la idea es per, con cooperación de los gobiernos, con cooperación del gobierno americano junto con el mexicano, con el guatemalteco, de hacer lo que hacemos, hacemos aquí un, un, un lugar, un sistema de primera clase, un sistema limpio, seguro, donde no van a arriesgar su vida y pueden hacer su proceso migratorio ahí y si califican para asilo se pueden venir, si califican para otro programa de venir a trabajar, les ayudamos o les buscamos alguna manera de ayudarlos ahí y que, sin que tengan que hacer este viaje tan peligroso que mucha gente pierde su vida. Las embajadas, estamos hablando con las embajadas verdad y con, los, con las administraciones de cada país para ver cómo podemos trabajar juntos. Yo mañana uh, tengo una junta con el embajador de Guatemala regresando a Washington y empieza la conversación de cómo podemos llegar a una, a una solución. Yes, so uh, what I envision is having a processing center for migrants that are making this tr very treacherous trip from Central America in Southern Mexico or on the border on the Guatemalan side where people can show up in a very humane first class facility like what we have now here or even better and process there and, and if they qualify for asylum they can come to the country and, and this is in safe zones where we can guarantee their security of what they're running from and what they're worried about where we can guarantee their security that they're going to be able to do something and process their documents safely if they qualify they can just get on an airplane and fly in and save them this 2,000 mile trek where many people lose their lives where women are raped and certainly where family members that are living in the U.S. are extorted billions of dollars we calculated just this year that billions of dollars have gone to cartels uh, that who are making this this trip uh, that are bringing these migrants to our southern border so we need to be responsible we need to have ideas and and what I'm saying is a framework of ideas we need to continue to work and tweak it and, and do what's right and what's best and certainly what's in the best interest of those children yes ma'am I'm, I'm sorry, what was that last? Starting point, Josh. Well, our starting point is what we've, what we've discussed today, the ideas that we have, and, and sit down with leadership. And everybody knows that we have a problem, regardless of how people want to label it. I know that there's debates on labels. I'm not going to get in the debates of labels. I want to get in the debates of how we're going to fix the problem in my district, on our southern border, that's impacting our country, that's impacting our friends and neighbors south of us, and certainly all these people that are, that are making this trip. I'm just going to add that that um, our whole process as a caucus is based on bipartisan governing. And, and Swazi talked about this a second ago and so did Brian, right? We, we sit together, we work together in working groups and task forces. We have an immigration task force that literally spends time every single week working on these issues and looking for a way forward. There's been outreach from the administration, which obviously is interested in addressing this issue. Our leaderships on both sides are interested in addressing this issue. But really, it's members of Congress coming together. Tom made this point. We have a three-seat majority in the House of Representatives right now. That's it, on the Democratic side. The Senate is 50-50. The, the only way we're going to solve any tough problem, I don't care what it's about, 
is if we sit down and talk to one another and say, let's put country ahead of party and let's get this done. This is an, an, an issue that's evaded right, and, and looted many administrations. We are committed, and I think what I heard from everybody today as we went through this yesterday is we have to solve this problem. You can't just punt and hope that it'll get better. And that's why when we get, we're going to double down on getting it done and sitting with our colleagues on both sides. Brian? Yep. And just what sets you apart from the other administration? I mean, you guys talk about the 30 year problem. What gives you the confidence that 2021, you're going to finally get it done okay. after 30 years of success? Well, the problem solvers has never been as large and as strong as it is now. And that's what it's going to take. So, to be specific, somebody asked a question over here. If 75% of the caucus agrees and 50% of each party's members to the caucus agree, again, we're split equally, then we agree to support a proposal. It takes, it takes a lot of work to get there. Uh, you don't get there on the first crack, especially on, not on something like immigration. But it's a question, are we willing to get back and do the hard work? Are we willing to come to the center and find what we agree on and move forward? There's going to be plenty we don't agree on. Leave that to the side of the road. We can come back to that another day. But what can we come together and unify on? And there's a lot we can. And that's what we got to advance. And, and, and back to just what, what's different. Everybody's sick of politics. They're sick of politicians. They're sick of Washington. They want us to do this. And as Brian said, we're bigger than we've been before. We're more effective than we've been before. And on top of that, there's a very narrow majority in both houses. Those are all unique circumstances that come together that give us an opportunity to try and do something on common ground. Okay, let's. Okay. Well, obviously, what we believe in are our values, but you can't have this con the conversation can't happen here. It's not how you obviously have that conversation. You sit down at the table. It takes hundreds and hundreds of hours to do it. That's what we've done on many issues. If you look at the end of the year, the $908 billion package, we sat at the table with Democrats and Republicans in the House. We got together with our colleagues, Democrats and Republicans in the Senate that we worked with, hundreds, actually thousands of hours to come up with a solution to help battle COVID-19, and we did it by working together. You have to take the same approach to solving these problems, and we're committed to it. And that's what you heard Brian just say, right? We are committed to finding the places where we can agree, and that's what this is about. And I know there's one here, and then I know you want to yeah. control it. Thank you, Congressman, for sure. having us. Absolutely. Uh, I wanted to ask you about a specific solution that you mentioned. Um, given right now, with the Flores case, there is some advocates that are arguing that current conditions and processing centers are not humane. What does constitute humane when you're talking about the processing centers in Mexico, and how does the caucus feel? Right. Well, first of all, we got to think about the inhumanity of this 2,000-mile trek that they make and trying to find solutions for them closer to home, in their home country or in their neighboring country, in a first-class facility where there's enough space, where it's air-conditioned, where it's clean, where there's bathrooms, where they can ask for asylum in a dignified way. And if they don't qualify, we treat them in a dignified way, and we help them in their home country, and we try to find other programs where they might be able to qualify to come into the country. But at the end of the day, we have to come to terms that more than 80%, probably more than that, more than 80% of migrants never qualify for asylum. As much as my heart breaks and I want to help every one of them, we need to find ways to do it in an orderly fashion. Certainly having 173,000 people coming in in a matter of a couple of months is not an orderly fashion and it's not uh, what benefits uh, us as a region, as a state, and as a country. So we need to, and it's certainly bad uh, for them. And we're only going to take one more question and, and we're going to have to wrap this up. Yes, ma'am.
Sí, yo he estado en contacto con el secretario de Mallorca, ya hemos platicado de las ideas que traemos, de zonas seguras donde los migrantes pueden hacer su proceso más cerca de su casa sin hacer el viaje tan, tan peligroso y tan caro. I don't have any any reaction um, on the second part of your question, but on the first, I think that um, the one thing that people drove home to us who have been working on the border for a very long time is that each section of the border is really different. You know, this part where we are along the river is totally different from the parts that are in Arizona and Southern California and the types of technologies, law enforcement resources, um, even the types of migrants are different in, in each section of the border. And I think people are tired of feeling like Washington is dictating some grand solution to them when they know more than we will ever know about how to do this. And I don't think you can really appreciate that um, until you see it yourself. So I hope more members of Congress uh, will come and see it for themselves because back home in our districts, you know, no offense to you guys, but we get to see the small snippet you put on the nightly news and it doesn't necessarily tell the whole story. Okay. All right. So we got a we got a plane to catch. Thank you, Vicente, for your, your hospitality to thank my bipartisan colleagues, to our law enforcement officers. Thank you so much for what you do. We don't just thank you; we love you. And a big part of our Including job, Matt from Jersey, a big Jersey part right? of our job, a big part of our job is to do what we can to make your job easier and support you. God bless thank you guys. Thank you. Thank you. Members of the Bipartisan Problem Solvers Caucus toured the southern border of the Rio Grande Valley on March the 15th. I'm Mario Munoz reporting for the Rio Grande Guardian International News Service.